Hi, I'm Emily Salaby, founder of Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company, and your host on the Hazard Girls podcast here on Jacket Media. I'm so honored to host this show where I get to chat with Hazard Girls about their careers. Hazard Girls is an online community for women working in traditionally male-dominated fields. On our show, you'll get to hear from these amazing women about the path that led them to their current careers, challenges they've overcome, advice for other women in entering these industries, and more. Guest today is Lorena Del Concreto, the Queen of Concrete. Lupita Vasquez has earned that title and turned it into a brand. Starting her career as a salesperson in Texas for CMEX, a major building materials company, she began by selling concrete. But now, Lupe is a leader and influencer in the construction industry, both in the U.S. and internationally, and has a special niche following from Hispanic contractors. She is one of the organizers of the largest Hispanic contractor trade show, Expo Contratista, which takes place annually in Texas. And this is really cool. She has her own line of saw blades for cutting asphalt called Reina del Concreto Blades. Welcome to the Hazard Girls podcast, Lupe. Hi, yes. Good morning. Well, I love that you were so inspired by being around your family, especially your dad, who was in the construction industry. But you never really thought you would get into construction. It wasn't something that you had planned, but then you, but you were always entrepreneurial. And when you were at the staffing agency and they told you this isn't for you, it kind of like lit a fire under you. And that in combination with your entrepreneurial spirit led you into this male-dominated industry, which is the concrete industry. And you've really taken it by storm. I would love to talk a little bit about once you got into the field, I know you were working for a concrete company doing various things in the industry. How did you go from you know working in the concrete industry as a sales representative? Is that right? Is that what it was? Yes, yes. So I actually still work for CMEX, a concrete supplier, building, you know, okay. local leader in that as a salesperson, an outside salesperson out in the field. When I first started mm-hmm. my career at CMEX, it was inside sales. So calling on customers from Houston onto other cities. And obviously my bilingual allowed me to communicate with many more contractors, right? The Spanish speakers. Yeah. And and English speakers. And I was making on, you know, contacts over to Alabama, to Florida, Georgia, from Houston. And when I first started there and I was interviewed and I actually got the job, I was a bit discouraged, to be honest, initially, because I really wanted my, you know, the Texas region, because I was like, oh, this is where I live. This is where I want to work. That's without me knowing then, you know, the room for opportunity and just so much room to help this industry, it doesn't matter where you're from. So yeah. I initially thought, oh man, I didn't get assigned Texas, but that again, it came very by surprise. I was one day in an elevator going up during my training sessions there for my inside sales job. And I happened to share the elevator with a, a male there that at the time I didn't know who he was, but he happened to be a really important influencer in my career in CMEX. And he was very surprised or impressed by the way I introduced myself and assisted a lady that was going up the elevator with some information. And he didn't forget my name, surprisingly. So I always remember that. I think that's been, being that I'm in sales, I don't think I've ever done the best sales pitch, elevator pitch in my life. 
I want to say that's my best one so far because it got me where I'm at now. It was like one of those main steps. And he was the main one allied, I can say. And and many people think, you know, males don't really support women in this industry. But I have to say completely the opposite. I've I've had many guys in the industry that have helped me one way or another and that I now collaborate with. And I feel that we make a really great team actually working together. And mm-hmm. there's definitely opportunities there. He was the one that chose me to, to do inside sales for other states. And I guess whatever is yours is yours because down the, down the road, I still ended up being promoted to do outside sales here in Texas, which is what I do now. And I love mm-hmm. it. I enjoy it. I feel really strong relationships there. And that's really where I took on and, you know, how we say boots on the ground and went outside and, and learned everything. And I think this is where I saw the opportunity. I saw the need. I was listening to everything everyone had to say from both sides, you know, the customer side Mm -hmm. and my company, everyone involved when it comes to construction and uh, building something. And I think it's mostly the problem solving, the critical thinking and the fast thinking and actions that really, really is what I really enjoy doing. But obviously in the back of my head has always been what else? What else can I do? And I am blessed mm-hmm. to work for a company that supports anything we do. And so with that led on, I've always been into sales, marketing, and doing the extra stuff. What, what makes us different? And I think it's been a really good combination between my role as an employee there, along with collaborations I've done with other in my effort to reach more people, I reached out to more colleagues and I just took the approach of why do we close ourselves? Let's work together with other companies and, and see what they're doing. We're all on the same mission. So let's let's build a big team of big teams. There's so much to unpack there. That story is a literal elevator pitch, which is amazing. But I guess that's where the phrase comes from in the first place. It's incredible how that happened for you. And, you know, I think we talk to a lot of women in these industries on the Hazard Girls podcast and a recurring theme is that you're out there working with so many men and it is a male dominated field. And if you have a mentor, the vast majority of the time it is going to be a man because that's who we are working with. So I love that, you know, you appreciated that. And I love that you got that opportunity from a male ally in the elevator. Such a cool story. But I want to find a little bit more out about, I know you have with your entrepreneurial side, you took it upon yourself to create a new company, which is Reina Diamond Blades. And I want to hear a little bit about that. You still work at CMAX, but you also have these other, I guess they're side gigs. I don't know, these other entrepreneurial journeys. So let's talk about that. How did you go from working there to starting your own company? Yeah, so like you said, it's kind of side hustles. What do you do on your free time? I guess that's one of the deals about construction. You just keep going and see the next and the next step. Mm -hmm. And I'm not very good at just staying still. So my free time, if you may, when I'm not at work, being sales, I think you're technically or always on call. You're always involved. Something's always going on. Being construction, you know, 3 a.m., but I love it. I wouldn't change it for anything in the world. But like I said, being out on the road and, and interacting with so many people, uh, I think it came from listening, listening to the needs of everyone. And out there, like you said, I've been involved with a lot of men here and there, some females that I come across. And when I do, it's I get very excited. You know, <laughs> the same customers started giving me a nickname. 
La Reina del Concreto, which is Concrete Queen in English. And I just took it very serious. I said, oh, man, wait. At first, it was funny. And I said, okay, Reina del Concreto, Concrete Queen. And then I was I was like, man, there's, there's a meaning behind this. Why yeah. are they calling me this? And I, I took it more as a title. I said, okay, wait, for CMEX, I am a salesperson, but for the people, they see me as a leader, as a person they can go to and can make things happen for them. And that's pretty much what I was hearing. And, and I took it serious. I said, okay, if they have given me this title, I need to run with it. I need to own it. <laughs> Who started calling you Lorena Del Concreto? Out in the field, I went. I remember one of my customers started calling me that, and I did ask later on why he said that, and and that's pretty much what he said. He said, um, you know, you make things happen where other people are quick at saying no. It's not possible. You you find a way, and if you definitely can't find a way, you make me feel that you try, and I think that's what led on to that. And you know, it's all about referrals and construction. It seems like a big world, but it's really small at the end of the day. And I think the word yeah. started getting around and people would run into some situations out in the job site or last minute kind of stuff. And lo and behold, somebody would say, we'll call the concrete queen. And um, oh my God. yeah. <laughs> and then I started getting those phone calls of somebody gave me your number and I didn't know who somebody was, but I, of course I just helped them. And that's how it started yeah. happening. And then from there, you know, social media and everything nowadays, how it is, it's so awesome. And I, I've, I've leveraged that. And it seems like it's really gotten a really good acceptance. I don't forget why they gave me that title. And I want to keep it that way and keep offering resources. It really hit me one time when I went to World of Concrete, which is the largest expo in Las Vegas for concrete. And I was there taking my picture, you know, as an attendee. And a guy from North Carolina approaches me and tells me, hey, aren't you the lady called the Concrete Queen? And it just, <laughs> that just meant the world for me because here I was, a yeah. Texas girl in Las Vegas, and a guy from North Carolina had recognized me. Ever since then, that really hit on me when I was there in Las Vegas. And I, I said, I need to do something about this and find more resources and support my industry with all I can do, leverage where I'm at and what people have assigned me to be, I suppose I can say for lack of better words, and make use of it and in exchange, you know, bring back something to the industry to help them and, and everybody evolve. That is so amazing. So you got a nickname and a lot of people will get a nickname and just like laugh it off, but you got a nickname and you took it to heart. I read a quote that you said, I don't see it only as a nickname, but as an assignment given by the industry. My duty is to accept it and take the responsibility behind it. And the nickname means the concrete queen. And you took that as a sign of leadership and ran with it and accepted that. And people absolutely agreed with it. And you you have followers all over the place now that are behind you. And it's, it's amazing that you're able to have such a great influence and wider mission based just on an initial name, the nickname that somebody gave you. It's really incredible. Yes, it, it really is. But, I really love it. I mean, I have role models in the industry myself and I love that. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of, it, a lot of meaning to me, but at the same time, I understand it's a great responsibility. I know I have mm -hmm. all kinds of eyes on me and especially our next generations, um, males, females, daughters of the guys that I, you know, would sell concrete to 
the guy would talk to her because she would work for him doing paperwork at the office. And, you know, they always have that conversation. Oh, we're going to, you're going to meet La Reina del Concreto one of these days. And then these girls want to hear my story. And that's when I understand that it's a very, very important responsibility to not be joked around with. And I feel that I can Mm -hmm. take it to where I'm not only the concrete queen, but I feel that any woman that works in construction is a queen. And that's where my idea of uh, Reinas de la Construcción and other projects came along. So tell us about Reina Diamond Blades. Yeah, so that was pretty much in the industry, the word getting around. I was approached by a manufacturer who believed in my title and my name. He heard about it through the grapevine, as they say, and he talked to me about it. I had already started looking, like I said, always my entrepreneur side. What could I name or what could I do? I started with something basic like stickers of my nickname and then move on mm-hmm. to, you know, like I said, social media and deals like that. And and I have considered some items that I really wanted to be. I didn't want to just do it just to create a business. I wanted to do it for something that had a meaning, a symbol, and with the meaning behind women in construction and, you know, why we're here, casted girls. And what I thought about it was what could be a good symbol. And I really bonded and thought it would be a really good idea with the blades because of a concrete blade cuts through you know, old concrete, new concrete, brick, mortar, walls. And so relating it to a ceiling breaker, I completely see in the relevance of this product. Why? Because I, I definitely want my blade with my brand to, it's a symbol. To me, it's a symbol. It's a symbol that it's a female brand. Reina is feminine and it's on a blade that cuts. And I want to cut through stereotypes. I want to cut through traditional thoughts and keep pushing And it doesn't matter if it's old stuff like old concrete or new things, ideas or whatnot that people sometimes can put in your head or tell you you can't do it. Just cut through it. And and I want to say that that's my symbol to get the point across. That's so powerful. And do you sell other items as well? What else do you sell? It's currently in the works and it'll be updated on my website. But so far, that's one. It's really been accepted. I have really good, again, supporters, allies male distributors, store owners, local here in my city as well, that truly believe in in the message and what it stands for. And and obviously people that follow my page and and they're down, they have it on their store. And and it's been really good connection with everyone. I think there's, you know, how they say whenever you're in business, well, how do you differentiate yourself? And I definitely think this is one of the ways they find a meaning and a symbol to the blade, supporting the cost. Yeah. And I feel like I need a t-shirt. Do you sell t-shirts? Yeah. I'm working on our safety vest is coming up and also some t-shirts, obviously stickers and goodies like that. But yeah, for sure. We're, we're definitely working with all that, with everything going on. <laughs> and I said, okay. And remember, I still work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Believe me, I understand. Well, you're a board member of NAHICA, which is National Hispanic Contractors Association, I believe. Can you tell us a little bit about that? What is that organization? Yeah, so thanks for asking, Emily. NAHICA, the National Hispanic Contractors Association, I'm part of the board there and actually one of the co-founders. That all came and was born after closely working with a lot of contractors and understanding their needs, particularly the Hispanic market segment We found what they were asking for, what they needed. There's always seminars. There's always expos around town and cities. But we felt that there was a need for one that 
closely connected with a Hispanic contractor. Like I said, initially, the demographics, you know, Hispanics, they're primarily, if not a high percentage, is very, very involved in construction. And we felt that we, we needed to talk to them. Along other partners, which are, you know, global and local brands that felt the same way, we partner up and created the largest contractors expo cater to this community in Texas is where it started in Houston. And we had a really great turnout, almost 7,000 guys show up in one day, but they wanted more. They wanted more resources. They wanted to learn how they could grow their business. What were they doing right? What were they not doing? Formalizing their business. And that's where the association came from. We said we need to help them all year long. The trade show is once a year and it goes around different cities, but we want to have something national for all the contractors after we had contractors from different states reaching out asking for the same. So that's another item that I do. If you want to say on my free time that I take really, really close and in my involvement in the community. Now, I know you're part of the leadership organizing this big annual conference, the Expo Contratista. How did you get involved in that? And what is it all about? Yes, Emily, thanks for asking. Expo Contratista, it's the largest Hispanic niche catered trade show. And the idea there is we were looking uh, along with the influencing side of things and, you know, dealing with other global brands and companies that wanted to reach out to the end users, to the guys building our communities out there, our roads, our schools. How can we bring an experience to them to thank them for all they do throughout the whole year? So we have this event yearly. We have done it in San Antonio, Texas. We've done it in Dallas, Texas, and we've done it several times in Houston. This year will be a two-day deal. It's October 2nd and 3rd. It's usually a Saturday and a Sunday, and we invite over all type of contractors. If you're a contractor in the city, it is Hispanic-oriented, obviously, because we do have people there. The idea is to have people that can communicate with the Hispanic mm -hmm. contractor, but everyone is welcome. Everyone is welcome because it's a great opportunity to network. If you're a general contractor looking for subcontractors, maybe you're a you know supplier, you have a product or service that caters to a contractor, we want you there. It's the whole circle. We have a lot of fun and it's a more of a cultural experience. We invite their family over. The sales guys get to meet the guy that buys from them throughout the year and gets to meet their family as well. Mm -hmm. We get very tied up throughout the year, but these two days are really, really neat. We have all kinds of events. Obviously, our sponsors have raffles. This year, for example, we're going to have a lucky winner to win a excavator. They're going to be able to take Ooh. an excavator home. So yeah, wow. who gets to say that, that they get to take it home right for free? <laughs> so that's the whole deal. It's a lot of fun, but a lot of resources and a lot of effort being put together by everyone. And then the objective is to help the contractor take their company to the next level for sure. Well, I'm interested in how you described it as a cultural experience. What do you mean by that? Why is it a cultural experience? A cultural experience, because typically, for sure, there's trade shows, there's nothing new, there's trade shows all around the world. However, some trade shows or some, can I say, seminars would be a little bit more formal, a little bit more about trading the business card, going there and leaving. We wanted to make it more culture in the sense of having family activities, having friendly for the whole family, not just the contractor. We have music, we have food, culturally connecting with everyone there. We all love us the Mexican food. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, ma'am. And we have a obstacle course where we, it's called Maestro Ninja and the guys compete mm -hmm. to show who's the 
baddest, the strongest, and, you know, has the best skills out there, just like it is in the real world and construction, obviously safety in mind first. So it's a really, really neat experience. I mean, you have the sales guy takes their kid and then the contractor takes their kid and they get to the mingle and it's thinking about the next generation too, right? Because that's who we need to think about for our industry to keep strong. Well, that sounds really fun. The obstacle course sounds like it would be a blast to watch. Is that going to be televised or will that be virtual at all? It is. We're, we're definitely working on that on the virtual side of things right now. It is in person, but you're more than welcome to visit expocontratista.com and you will see a lot of fun, a lot of pictures and a lot of videos of all that action that goes down. Very cool. And how did you get involved in that? So it all came through, you know, as you said, I, you know, started working in, in concrete, met a lot of people. It's networking, Emily, networking, just like you and I are talking right now. And we all have one thing in common. And we, I think we all love our industry. That's why we're here. And when you have that in common, I mean, it, it easily takes into conversations, people that have a mission and we all want to put our little part to it to make it happen. And we brainstorm about the idea when I tagged along with a marketing agency, 1111 Media, that caters to Hispanic marketing. And uh, we sat down and thought about it. What can we do to bring everyone together to mingle and have fun at the same time? Obviously, everybody's trying to showcase what they have for everyone else and make them stronger. And we had some strong believers, sponsors that believed in the project and we're still here. So I got involved in it. I I strongly believed in the project. And the first time around, I mean, if it meant taking the trash cans, picking up the trash, getting everybody involved and we didn't know it was a very organized chaos, <laughs> but, but we made it happen and, and it's growing just like everything else. You know, when you believe in something, you make it happen. And it's, it's very compensating when you see all these people show up, not only obviously our contractors, which is our main target, but our sponsors, our partners, you know, they get to have everyone there. I mean, it, it's a really neat experience. Well, you were talking about the different vendors and I guess the tables that are set up there and showcasing. Are you going to be showcasing your brand, La Reina del Concreto? For sure, La Reina del Concreto will be there. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure if I'll have time to have a booth myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that day I do take my role more of a organizer part mm-hmm. of making sure everybody's okay, our partners are okay, our contractors are having fun and getting the best of everything stopping at every booth because our partners really go out that day. I mean, they, they showcase, they bring them demonstrations. They put it out there, new products, you know, new products out there that will make their job easier, faster, and differentiate themselves from the competition, if you may. So I, my, my role that day is more about making sure everybody's getting the best of what this event is. That's great. Congratulations on that event. I I definitely want to see some of those (laughs) obstacle courses in action. That sounds fun. Yes, ma'am. Just log into expocontratista.com and you will see all the craziness. (laughs) Well, I'm just curious, Lupe, where do you plan to take your brand, your sauce? The saw, like I mentioned, the blade to me Mm -hmm. is more of a symbol. It's more Mm -hmm. of a cutting through the traditional cutting through women in construction you know, maybe women in construction doesn't belong there, or doesn't go there. To me, it's just cutting through, right? I That's love the that. yeah. yeah, my blade cuts asphalt, concrete, block, you name it, brick. So to me, it's a symbol. It's a reminder that, you know, you got to keep going. And if something, yeah. if you run into something hard, you got to keep cutting through. So 
that's what I want to project out there, especially for my women in construction. Like, you know, your Hasser girls and everything. We just got to keep pushing. Where am I going to take that? I'm sure I can think about more items that can have the brand on there. But I think what I really enjoy is with the influencing, it's a really important responsibility. It's scary sometimes because people do listen to me, right? <laughs> and you got to be careful with what you say and what you do. I want to say, for the most part, I'm a good girl and I don't have to worry too much <laughs> about that, but you never know. So that's the responsibility that I take serious. But I think more than anything, the brand to me, the influencing side, it's more about being the broadcaster, letting people know of all these resources that there is out there for women that want to, you know, have their own construction company. You can do it. And there's so many people that are willing to help you. You just have to reach out. You have to ask questions. You have to ask for it. Sometimes it just doesn't come your way. And if I can be one of those mediums of transporting that information, I want to be used for that. I think that's where I want to take it, along with my participation in the National Hispanic Contractors Association. I'm very happy to see. I mean, just yesterday I went to an event and last night we had contractors that went through a three month mentorship program. And culturally, once more, again, they bring their 15 year old or their 18 year old and they sit there in the mentorship and they're learning how to estimate digitally. To me, it just means the world. It means the world because I feel that's how, I mean, any woman in construction, I feel is a role model, no matter what way you look at it and what position she has. And to me, when I see that, you know, that I can impact to the extent of having just by making sure everyone is aware of these resources, having a 15 year old or 18 year old sitting in a, in a mentorship of estimating and construction, commercial construction at that, mm -hmm. it, it means the world to me because I think that's what we all should be here for. Leave a trace behind, leave a role, yeah. a path for the generations behind us. So true. Too often kids have no idea what their parents do and they, they, they sort of know the name of the job, but they don't really know. So I think it's wonderful that that is being shared. Yes, yes. Completely rewarding. And, and I think that's where I want to keep going. Just want to make sure La Reina is cutting through obstacles and hard and walls that exist mm -hmm. and just keep cutting through there. Love it. Well, where can our listeners find you today? You will find me in all social medias for the most part, Facebook, La Reina del Concreto. You will find me in Instagram, La Reina del Concreto. And you can also find me on my website, reinadelconcreto.com. Well, Lupita Vasquez, it's been so much fun having you on the Hazard Girls podcast. We love your story, your grit, and your vision. And I know I'm looking forward to seeing where you take your brand. And I'm also looking forward to seeing what else you are planning to put on the shelves one of these days. Yes, for sure. I'll keep y'all posted. Y'all be the first ones to see it and get it for sure. And same here with the boots. <laughs> Maybe they'll be on the shelves together. Exactly. Yes, ma'am. We got to do this together. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us, Lupe. Okay. You take care. You have been listening to the Hazard Girls podcast on Jacket Media, sponsored by Juno Jones, the stylish safety boot company. That's junojonesshoes.com. And you can go there to learn about our steel toe boots and to join the Hazard Girls community. I'm your host, Emily Salaby. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.